Hey guys, welcome to the 3880 podcast. My name is Jason, your host, and 3880 are the GPS coordinates for my home state, the great state of West Virginia. And our goal on this show is to connect you with people all over the globe who are doing amazing things and show different ways that you can plug into their stories and make a difference uh, by helping and supporting them and learning more about the things that they're doing. Today we're going to be talking to Preston and Jersey Sheldon with Overland Missions. And Overland Missions is a global missions organization that serves hundreds of countries sharing the gospel and evangelizing all over the world. And their story is fascinating. Um, River Ridge Church has been supporting them for quite a while now, so enjoy Preston and Jersey Sheldon. All right, guys, uh, welcome to Preston and Jersey Sheldon to the podcast. Uh, it's great to have you guys here. Um, you're with Overland Mission, and we've been supporting you guys for a while here at River Ridge. Tell us a little bit more about what you do. Introduce yourselves. Give us some more about your history. How did you guys meet? All that stuff kind of wrapped up into this conversation. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, my name is Preston Sheldon. I uh, actually... Grew up here in Scott Depot and went to River Ridge in high school and was part of the student ministry here. And yeah, and Jersey and I, we actually met through our organization, Overland Missions, uh, and got married in June over in Zambia. So, yeah, so you yeah. met in Zambia? Yeah. We, we, we met in Zambia, yeah. Okay. yeah. We've known each other for the last couple of years, and I lived in Zambia working with Overland, and Preston led two-week mission trips yeah. into Zambia through our ministry. So we would see each other on and off over the last couple of years. And this year when we got engaged, we were just like, well, we're already here on the field. This <laughs> is where we met. This is where we fell in love with missions. This is where we gave our lives and said, okay, Lord, this is what we're going to do. So why not make our covenant here too? (laughs) And it was great too. I mean, we just believe so, so much in the great commission. And from when we got married to, we went on our honeymoon and then a week after our, our wedding, we were leading these two week trips again. And so it's just the heart behind like us staying on the mission field was for that purpose Mm. too, was one, we have such a huge connection with Zambia personally uh, and together, and that we believe in the Great Commission and wanted to stay on the field so that we can continue that and continue the work. Yeah, that's great. So tell us, for those that don't know, what is Overland Mission? What do you guys do? What were you doing in 2019 and kind of what's next for you guys with with Overland? Yeah, so Overland um, started in 1999 by a guy named Phil Smithers. He's a actually a South African, part of the South African military. Um, and whenever he was going out into these very rural places in Angola and things going through this this war with uh, like communism and things like that, the Holy Spirit really spoke to him and said, you know, if the military can get here, then why isn't the gospel here? Why aren't believers here? And so Overland, we, we focus more on the most remote places of the world, going to places that a lot of places ha- ha- actually haven't been touched with the gospel, hasn't been touched with missionaries coming in and um, actually you know, ministering the word. Right. And so we go to very remote rural places like Zambia, like Angola, over in Cambodia, or even in um, Brazil going down the Amazon River. And our, our heart is for the most unreached people groups of the world. I think most people would look at it as like, this is, must be a sacrifice to go to these rural third world countries yeah. and live without the necessities that America might have. But there's some of the most beautiful, amazing places. You go in Angola and the, the women are still wearing like ropes around their chest without like wearing a shirt. But mm. they're so friendly, so lovely, so full of life. And 
when they know Jesus, it's like immediately, oh, oh, I can talk to God mm-hmm. with eyes wide open, just yeah. talking to God because they don't have any religion, yeah, you know, right. or in Zambia where we got married, it's right on the um, the Zambezi River, which mm-hmm. comes off of Victoria Falls and our base sits on the gorge ledge that leads down to it. And Cambodia, all of our team live in like these beautiful villages and, and same with Brazil, they live on a riverboat and sleep in hammocks down yeah, the right. Amazon River. So, so first, amazing. I need to plan a trip to visit your office there. <laughs> for sure. Um, yeah, is there absolutely. is there a spot that that is kind of the one place that you've been that you're just like I'm completely amazed with this place with the scenery or you know kind of looking at God's creation? Is there one spot in mind that you have a favorite? Is it different for each of you? Uh, I think for it's probably actually <laughs> it's probably it's probably different. Um, where my job specifically, I was leading these two week mission trips mm-hmm. all across the world, and so from even it was like from March till September was going to at least five different countries each yeah. year and leading at least five trips in three different countries. So I've been a lot of places like that, and it's been amazing to see. Um, I mean, it's it's hard to choose one. Yeah. When it comes to the just awe in something that's near and dear to my heart, it's actually our base in Zambia where we yeah, got married. Right. And I think that was just really dear to our heart because we've been there so much. And it's on the Zambezi River. Across right. the river is Zimbabwe. And it's just, I mean, absolutely gorgeous. It it actually rivals with the New River Gorge here. Oh, wow. It's, so, it's, it's not, amazing. Not sure you're allowed to say that. <laughs> I know. I, I love, yeah, that's love cool. West Virginia born and raised. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's difficult to say that. But, um, but and, and then when you have the scenery and then you just have the people. I, it's hard to pick when it comes to the people you come in contact with. And like yeah. Jersey was saying, I think a lot of times we look at rural communities or we look in an area that a culture that's not our own Mm -hmm. and it's scary. I mean, in different religions, we come in contact with, I mean, Cambodia, it's over 90% Buddhist and a place called Zanzibar where I've Mm -hmm. led a lot of trips, it's over 90% Muslim. And a lot of times we look at those areas and say, oh, those people are, you know, rude or they want to, you know, be hurtful to Americans or to Christians and things like that. But the reality is everyone, you know, actually has so much love and so much care for people and are so welcoming and it's for me personally it's hard to pick one's place that's like oh these people group or whatever it's it has my heart i think it might be a little different for jersey i mean my it's so funny because i lived in zambia for two years and so my closest friends are zambians on the ground there that are doing the work now that i've got to travel all across that country but when it comes to the people group in the region that i love it's it's Every nothing compares to the Middle East. (laughs) I think that I easily the Arab culture has like it has so much history. There's the people there have been in just in such bondage for Mm -hmm. so long because they don't know who Jesus is and they're what they've been taught about Jesus is that it's some sort of thing that they they have to avoid. It's evil, it's not good, it's against their culture, their families, their beliefs, mm-hmm. all these different things. But these people are devoted, lovely, like um, intelligent humans that are so far beyond anything that I've experienced as an American or even being in Zambia for a few years. It's just, it's utterly different. Mm-hmm. Um, but the food, the people, the language, I think that I could have stayed and lived there for the rest of my life <laughs> and never complained. And, and she w- that was actually the plan for her was to stay in the Middle East. She was launching with our team there, mm-hmm. learning Arabic and things. And when we got married, we got asked to 
um, take on a new job right. position. So, yeah, you, you mentioned some new stuff for next year. Tell us a little more. So you were leading trips before. Yes. And you were also leading trips. I was not leading okay. trips. So Overland has two different departments. Yeah. The one department is our two-week evangelism trips that go into all the different countries that we're working with. And then the other department is our discipleship department. And that's where missionaries live in the village of the people that were evangelized to right. build disciples and um Bible studies. And so I was working with an agriculture program through called Farming God's Way, where we would um, go into an area that's been evangelized and build disciples through Bible studies and discipleship, knowing about who God is, but knowing who God is as their provider, that he's given them everything mm -hmm. and that they don't have to go to the witch doctors right. to receive something from him. They can go directly to him. Cool. So that's yeah. what I was so, so what's new for 2020? You mentioned you guys are going to be in a different position now. yeah so when we got married we got asked by our leadership to take on more of a leadership role within the department i was in the expedition department and so we're assist assistant directors mm -hmm. of the expedition department and we help oversee 20 different missionaries um, who spend a little bit of time back in their home countries doing recruiting events and things like that to invite people to come on these two-week yeah. trips and so um when and then when they're overseas they'll be leading these trips nice so Thinking back, like maybe to 2019, what are um, what have you seen God do through what you guys have been involved in in the different places that you've traveled? Yeah, um, one testimony that stands out to me and something that's I mean, just shows how clear it is when someone has a real encounter with mm -hmm. God, what ends up happening into their in their life. Um, I was actually in Cambodia, and um, this was before we were married, and um, I was in Cambodia and um, met this man and if you know anything about Cambodia um, basically after the Vietnam War there's a regime called the Khmer Rouge who grew up in power and basically it was a dictatorship wrapped in like communism and things like that and they ended up obliterating mass genocide to the country. I Their intention was yeah. to um, kill everybody that had any sort of education. Wow. They didn't want anybody that had the ability to have their own thought right. or to teach on their own skill set to run the country in a certain direction. So they killed off all those people. It's really rare to meet anybody over the age of 50 now in Cambodia because so many of the parents and adults were killed at that time. Yeah, I mean, I mean, from even like you have glasses, you must be intelligent or must have wealth to wear glasses, so we're going to kill you. Mm. Uh, it, things like that. It, I mean, yeah. crazy things that, I mean... Before I joined Overland, I had no idea about yeah. this. Some, it's mm -hmm. it's history. It's things that we don't even realize outside of our own. Um, but this is the history of Cambodia, and we met this man who was in his 80s. So he went. He was an adult when the Khmer Rouge went through. Um, and really lucky to have lived through it. Right. And he, his wife, and two children were killed during that time. Soldiers came and killed them. Um, and I mean, he's just he's just telling us all these different stories about how how his life has been and and he's blind right now like he was blind when we met him and mm -hmm. he's just you know doesn't have a lot of hope and we're just getting to know him i mean just a terrible when you look at it it's a terrible life i mean he has no hope that's what he told us and we just started sharing who jesus was we told him you know we asked him one of the big questions like do you know who jesus right. is like do you know what the, he's like I, I don't know who that is never heard that name before and this is, this is a very common thing that we run into um, because we're going to these remote places. And we start talking to him more about Jesus. We, you know, walk him through the creation 
of the world and how God created the world and he created man and woman in his likeness and that they had perfect relationship. But it was with disobedience and sin coming in the world that they were separated, not because God hated them, but God loved them so much that he had a plan for them that he sent his son, Jesus, who is God himself and fully man, fully God to reconcile us back to God and just went through the whole gospel from creation to the new creation in Christ. And he was, and we say, okay, so God, he's your creator. He created everything. Do you believe this? He's like, yes. He said, so God created your eyes. You're blind right now, but he can restore all things back to new, not only your, your soul, your life, but also your eyes. Would you want us to, you know, ask God to heal your eyes? He said, yes, we pray for him. And he just, we, we get done praying and he's like blinking a little bit more. And his, the haze that was over his eyes starts clearing up and he's like, I can see. And, and okay. we, we start going through the, like, how many fingers am I holding <laughs> up? And he's like, Bramoy, which is six. He's like, yeah. Bramoy. And he's like, six. Ah, oh, that's awesome. He's like, he's looking out. He's like, I see, I see his wife. He, he ended up getting remarried. He's like, I see my wife. And he's just like so ecstatic. He said, this is what God will do in your life. And he's like, I want to receive him right wow. now. Accepted Jesus. And it was just, I mean, so amazing. And we told him, you know, we want to ask God for something. We call it prayer. After he received Christ, he received his sight. He goes, so what's this prayer? Mm -hmm. What What is this? Because um, in Buddhist culture, they, they have like somewhat of prayers and things, mm -hmm. but it's, it's very different. Um, and we start explaining what prayer is. And he's just, we, you know, we tell him, you know, it's something you can just, you're getting to talk to God himself. You can praise him. You can give him glory. You can ask for things. You can just anything you, you need, you can go to him. And it's like a friend. It's like us. We're talking yeah, right now. And it's sure. the same with God. And we didn't tell him like the nuances and like the things that in our culture we right. have. Pray before you right. go, go to right. bed. Pray when you have a meal. We didn't tell many of that. But out of his own conviction of the Lord, he, he goes, well, if I can talk to God, I'm going to do it when I'm walking down the street and when I have my meals and when I go to bed. And it was just, kind you get it. Natural to him, and you yeah. get it. And we didn't have to teach him all these things. It was the Holy Spirit residing yeah, in him that yeah. he, he knew you can actually talk to God. I want to do it all the time. And we said, okay, two days later, two, two, two days from now, we're going to come back if you have any questions. And he said, okay, awesome. We come back and his wife is sitting with him. He goes, so... I told her about Jesus, and she gave her life to Jesus. <laughs> like, there you go. Our, 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 we were like, we were coming to you yeah. to tell you you can tell people about God, but we didn't. We didn't, didn't do expect that. him to start doing it. And he either. started doing because he How had. How could a, you not? Though I mean, exactly. Yeah. And and when you have a actual encounter with the living God, yeah. something changes within you, and that's what happened in his life. And it was just, it was just amazing. 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 Do you find like when you talk to people who? have never heard of, of Jesus or just the whole reconciliation process that, that God has gifted us with, do you find that most people are receptive when they've never heard the story before? I think it depends on where you are. Yeah. And so some people are amazed because they are like, wow, I, I've known that something bigger mm -hmm. must be out there than I am, but I didn't know what it was. Yes, like it resonates with me. Yes, I want to receive Jesus Christ. Like I believe I'm not... You know, caught up in my own intelligence or my own um, thought process or opinion to to not accept what must be true, what right. resonates in me. And other places, it's very much it's denial. Like yeah. it's no, I mean, I'm going to worship Allah 
Mm. Or I don't want to um, tear down my spirit house right. in, you know, Cambodian culture. And I think we'll run into places like that, but it's never a conversation where we're forcing Christianity and Jesus Christ into somebody else. It's a out of this relationship, yeah. we love you. Yeah. This is what this man, Jesus Christ, has done for me. He can yeah. do it for you. And over time, I think our relationship with those people open them up to their relationship with Jesus. Yeah. That might mm-hmm. be possible. Sometimes it's easy. Sometimes it takes time. <laughs> yeah, I know, especially in some of the Middle Eastern cultures, guilt and shame play a big part of family heritage and history. Right. And, and making a decision like that can ostracize someone from their family. So it's it's a lot different in those cultures than it would be in But the even States. here in America, like we've done evangelism here with our teams uh, in the States and gone up to people. And it's, I mean, th- people in the States believe all kinds of different mm-hmm. things. <laughs> right. And it has to come out of a relationship where we're like, this is our relationship with Jesus. And through our relationship with you, we know that you're going to encounter Jesus yeah. as well. Yeah. <laughs> what are you guys most excited about? Um, personally, with Overland, I mean, what what, do you, what's, what's, what are you really looking forward to uh, in 2020? Is there anything that stands out? I think for us personally, it's um, we're, we're leading – 48 different expeditions Mm -hmm. our teams are in to 10 different countries which is double the amount that we have yeah i looked at the uh, i looked at the schedule there in the last newsletter and that's uh it's it's unreal yeah amazing i mean it went from like 20 25 Mm -hmm. to 48 trips um and it's not out of a well we just we're getting we want people it's not like we want to get bigger we want overland to be bigger and stuff it's actually I can go through each country and tell you this is re- this relationship that we have in this country. The the kings of Madagascar formally invited us to come to Madagascar to start evangelizing because right. they see what God is doing. Right. And yeah. they're saying, we need your people. Mm-hmm. We need people. Wow. I mean, same in Zambia in the Northwest province. These chiefs are coming to us and say, please, like we need 10 we, trips our like tribes we, need to know who this lord yeah, is that right. we have heard of can you can you evangelize them can you send the people that know about him to go out to all these places so yep. my guess is you don't have enough teams to fill the need <laughs> we don't get in there as fast as you can it's but, it's yeah. hard to yeah. get people <laughs> right i mean and the the reality is is like they they say you know the work the workers are few and mm-hmm. but the the labor it's there like all, the ripe the fields are ripe yeah right. and we're the biggest currency of heaven i believe is people Mm -hmm. it's souls and so for us i mean coming back to america and telling people about these trips and coming out with us it's not a well we just need to fulfill filling 48 teams because it's part of my job it's we need people because really the 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 fields are ripe i've also heard the fields some of it's rotting right there there's missed opportunities because people make excuses or end up not going for different reasons and things like that. But the reality is like God's worthy enough to go on these trips Mm. to not, not just overland missions. I mean, whether it's with young life, whether it's through river Ridge or any other different organizations and things like go, I mean, it's the great commission. It's something God has told us. So we're excited for a lot of opportunities this year to meet the needs of the people all over the world that are asking for Jesus. And you're getting invited in. I mean, that's, you you can't really script that better. (laughs) Um, So how, so, so folks want to know more about getting involved or learning more about what you guys are doing specifically in, uh, with Overland, how can they learn more about what you guys are doing and what Overland Mission is doing? 
Yeah. Um, so they can visit our website, overlandmissions.com. That has all the information, uh, you know, learn more about our beliefs, uh, t- see videos and things like that. You can also see on YouTube or Vin- Venmo right. or uh, Vimeo. Vimeo. Mm-hmm. I can send you money. With <laughs> <laughs> maybe that's what you're leaving. Yeah, maybe maybe that's what this whole thing is about. Um, but if, if people want information, they can go on those different okay. websites. If they're wanting to get in touch with us personally, um, our our actual um, emails, it's Preston at OverlandMissions.com or Jersey at OverlandMissions.com. Okay. And I'll have all that information and some notes on the show that folks can Perfect. can see in text form. Yeah. Um, well, guys, um, first of all, thanks for what you do for the kingdom. Uh, I love talking to you. I love hearing about your stories and the places that you go. It's great to meet you, Jersey, as well. Um, just happy for you guys and glad that you're here. Uh, and just um, before we sign off just want to ask are there specific things that um, we can be praying for that river ridge can be praying for you guys about that we can just kind of come alongside you in prayer are the things that come to mind i know there's probably a lot but is there anything specific that you guys are asking for yeah i say when it comes to first I, i would like to say like river ridge has been supporting us for i mean since i first went on a mission trip and i'm just so thankful for what river ridge has done in my life and so for River Ridge just to continue supporting us is amazing, but to be praying for us as we continue to go for safety, for um, everything that, you know, we need mm-hmm. that people would just come alongside us in prayer for those things. Um, and I think a big thing for us too is um, something that we say in Overland is like, Overland is known for the greater team. It's not about every individual sure. missionary. And so everything that we're doing is because all of us as a team, as well as everybody that supports and comes around that is expanding the vision to go further mm-hmm. all the time. And so this next year is a big year and we're seeing 20 expedition leaders go into 10 different countries and we're seeing chiefs get saved through our chaplaincy program and um, the drought in Zambia being met by our agriculture department, learning, teaching people sustainable agriculture and wells being drilled. And, I think that the gospel, Jesus Christ, brings so many things to people and we just want to see that continually expanding. And for us to get better at serving in this role now that we have to help expand those things. Yeah, that's great. Well, thanks again for coming on, guys. Um, Hope you're both extremely blessed in what you do and we'll definitely be praying for you.